You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to our second half hour here on Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser, coming at you from the Fargo Studios, downtown Fargo, right by the cathedral. I'd like to thank Rachel for producing today. Thanks so much, Rachel. Appreciate it. Yeah, she, she maybe doesn't want to be on the air. It's okay. <laughs> well, that's, that's okay, Rachel. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. for She's doing a great job. And another fine young lady from a family that I know, Dan and Stephanie. Are you the oldest, Rachel, or second oldest? I'm the second oldest. Okay, exactly. Wonderful. Well, thanks again so much for producing. I appreciate it. Of course. All right. Well, we have in studio here a good friend of mine, Bradley Steen. And I know Bradley from kind of two big areas. One is, I knew him when he was back at NDSU, running the bookstore for, gosh, quite a few years. He'll probably get into that in a little bit. And Bradley's also a very accomplished musician, organist, and pianist. And he plays at many, many different churches now. And third thing I just have to say, he's an all-around great guy striving for holiness. Welcome, Bradley. Good morning and uh, welcome, uh, I appreciate the welcome, Tim, and it's good to be here. <laughs> exactly. Bradley, give give our listeners just a little sense. You know, growing up, where did you grow up? What was your faith like growing up? Where did you go to school? Those kind of things. Okay. Uh, I grew up in Fergus Falls, Minnesota, mm-hmm. across the Red River and a little ways into the state. Um, I went to high school there, and my family that I grew up in, we I was raised in another Christian faith tradition, but I recall growing up, uh, I always had an interest uh, um, in, I think back at that time, uh, the Catholic Church and had a, a feeling and kind of a calling that I someday would be, probably want to become a part of it. Uh, I attended college at uh, the community college in Fergus Falls. I then went to Minnesota State University in Moorhead. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I started uh, about within a year working at North Dakota State University in Fargo in the bookstore. And as Tim said, I was there for many years, actually 37 years, and in various capacities, I had various responsibilities and different things that I did. Um, I retired from there in 2000. Uh, 2014. And during the time that um, I was there, um, uh, it came, it happened to that I uh, ultimately made the decision to enter into full communion with the Catholic Church. And um, that was a a calling that I felt and uh, as also made, have been able to make a lot of um, use of my music through the mm-hmm. years. Yeah. I, I'm an organist and a pianist, and uh, and so I think one of the things that drew me were the, um, the uh, types of things I could do as a musician and the opportunities, and that's been a very rewarding, uh, very rewarding to me and uh, really a blessing to be able to do that. And, uh, yeah, so that's there. And then... Um, um, uh, some of the things that I have enjoyed doing since that, uh, I, I have volunteer work that I do that is very meaningful to me, and I have volunteered, uh, been active in the Knights of Columbus, and also have done volunteer work, volunteer work in recent years at the 
Veterans Administration Medical Center in Fargo. And uh, that has been a very rewarding thing that I've enjoyed working with the veterans and uh, volunteering there. Wonderful. We'll talk to the Bradley Steen, a good friend of mine. Like you said, he's a longtime NDSU bookstore employee, a longtime musician. But, and of course, you came into the Catholic Church when then, Bradley? Uh, this past Easter was 26 years ago. Wow. Okay. Wonderful. That's great. And you've been a musician for quite a while? Uh, yes. I started music, studying piano back when I was in the second grade. Hmm. Not too long after that, violin. And then uh, later in high school, I started studying organ. I had the opportunity to, uh, uh, a church in Fergus Falls needed an organist. And uh, so I started playing organ there, and then at the same time started studying organ. When I got to college, I also changed over to play viola. And uh, done a little work with the guitar, but uh, regretfully I haven't kept up with it, and that's the one thing I wish I had more profici proficiency mm -hmm. in the guitar. Mm -hmm. I guess I still can do it, so nothing's preventing it. But. <laughs> well, that's great. No, we appreciate you, especially sharing your, your keyboard and organ skills. I've been, uh, I've been had the pleasure to, to be at many of the masses and, and functions where you play, and you always do such a very prayerful and professional job. So I want to thank you for yeah, that. So thank awesome. you. Well, hey, now recently, you know, in the last several years, I guess, you've become interested in something actually are now what's called the Secular Franciscan. Before we get into the secular part, just tell our listeners, what is a Franciscan, first of all? Well, I think many of you probably are familiar uh, with some of the different Catholic monastic orders. We, you probably have seen Franciscans. Uh, you've probably heard of the Benedictines, the Dominicans, Carmelites. Uh, the Franciscans are one of the orders uh, within the Catholic Church. And what uh, is probably to be what caught my attention early on that I, uh, as I knew more about them through the years, uh, secular Franciscans uh, are a part of that larger Franciscan family. Mm -hmm. And Franciscans uh, have a desire, uh, I think you could say they're people who have a deep concern for enriching their faith lives and they have a desire to grow in their personal spirituality and to allow the Franciscan spirit to become a, part of, a vital part of their, their lives. And the Franciscans, uh, as you look back they, through the centuries, they had a desire to bring the gospel to life and their, to their faith communities where they lived and also um, also to uh, be very much contributing to uh, their society where they found themselves and bring their particular charism or spirituality to the church. Sure, exactly. And of course, Franciscans, we're talking about St. Francis. Yes. And uh, of course, you know, people, just a brief story, so Francis of Assisi, come from a very rich family. He gave all that up, right? So one of the things that Franciscans embrace, if I remember it, is kind of the poverty, right? I mean... Yes, mm -hmm. poverty, simplicity, mm -hmm. and another thing that we often associate is the care of and respect for God's creation. Yeah, right, exactly. You know, exactly. And, and I, th I think that's so, so. So what attracted you to this kind of spirituality, Bradley? Well, as I was growing in, in my faith, and uh, especially since I 
came into the church, full communion in the Catholic Church. I, um, I was attracted to that, the idea of living your faith out in a simple manner, uh, to, to follow the teachings of Christ and the gospel life. And I've also, it made sense to me to, um, that we should respect uh, God's creation. And so a lot of the, the spiritual, what we would say, the charisms of Franciscan spirituality uh, sort of resonated within me. I felt very deeply that this was something that was uh, important to me about living my faith. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I was drawn to Franciscan spirituality. Um, and of course, later in my life, um, uh, which I'll talk probably a little bit more about how I became familiar with it, um, this opportunity with the secular Franciscan order I wasn't totally familiar with it, but when I began to learn more about it, it was like, this is something that feels that I want to be a part of. Sure, sure. Of course, when we talk about secular, um, for instance, there are obviously ordained ministers, you know, and, and people who are in a ministerial way, yeah. Franciscans, but a secular one then is someone that you really don't, you don't receive holy orders, but is a special something that you do as a lay person, right? Yes. To be involved in the Franciscan spirituality and charisms. Is that right? That is correct. When we think of Franciscans, the traditional that we, and many of you probably think of, that live in community in a monastery or a convent, they take vows and um, of poverty and obedience when they go into that order secular Franciscans live out their faith life as secular people in their community um, in whatever calling God has, has um, called them to do in their life, their vocation. Secular Franciscans can be married, they can be single, they can be young, they can be old, and they can have children. Um, so it's, we go about our daily lives uh, we do not wear uh, habits or garbs mm -hmm. that we associate with the Franciscans, but we just go about our lives doing what our vocation is, whether we're teachers, whether we're um, medical professionals, whether we're... Um, organists and organists, <laughs> Yes, organists, musicians, accompanists. That's very, very true. So you really wouldn't know we were secular Franciscans uh, you really wouldn't know we were secular Franciscans, or Franciscans for that matter, um, probably, but hopefully you would know by how we live our lives. Yeah, and I think that that's the big thing I want to get at, Bradley, and you're hitting the nail on the head there. You know, we talked about, for instance, Franciscans, you know, you're in a monastery, you're, you're in a convent, you know, and we are, because of now, the, our, our being secular, because of our being in the world, but not of the world, this is a great way for us to bring that spirituality to the world. Like you said, in our vocations, in our everyday lives. And I'm thinking that is, is this just kind of one way with the secular Franciscans, that it's a very, very intentional way. I, I bet you think about you know, being very intentional now, since you're part of the secular Franciscans, probably the day before. I've got a very particular way, and I'm going to be very intentional about bringing Christ mm -hmm. to others, Christ into the world, in my daily activities. Yeah, that's very true. I've commented to a number of people after I made my profession back the end of May that... Um, that I felt kind of like a weight on my shoulders, but not a weight in a bad way, 
more the gravity of what I committed to when I made my profession, living my life as a Christian, as a Catholic Christian, and of course, the big thing, uh, treating, treating all people with dignity, respect, kindness, that would reflect what Christ what Christ would do yeah, in his life. Yes. Exactly. That's wonderful. You heard Bradley talk about profession. And when we come back after the break, we're going to talk about the formation and moving forward and how you can get involved if you feel so called. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and we'll be back right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. What if you could earn a degree that offers the best of both worlds, an MBA and a master's degree in philosophy? The University of Mary offers one degree that combines world-class business training with a careful study of life's deepest questions through their combined MBA, MA, and philosophy program. By earning one degree in both philosophy and business online, you will rigorously engage the big ideas needed to address professional challenges. Visit catholicprofessional.life. The new evangelization calls for the church to bring the message of the gospel to people in new and sometimes innovative ways. And I think Real Presence Radio has done a great job at doing that, whether it be from people who work in places where they have to stand up for their faith or teaching them about the faith and sharing their stories. I think it's incredible the way that it can connect the gospel, connect the church's teaching to people's everyday lives. Um, I know there are a lot of things that I learned throughout my time in seminary and theology classes that sometimes my dad will say, and I say, how did you learn that? (laughs) He'll say, I heard it on Real Presence Radio uh, on the way home from work. And so I think it does a great job, but it doesn't run on its own. Um, It's really only thanks to the generous benefactors and supporters that there are. So I encourage you, if you're able to make some sort of donation, especially if Real Presence Radio has been helpful to you or to someone that you know. God bless you. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Bradley Steen here. Bradley is a secular Franciscan, and he's sharing his story about us. And we're going to get back to that story. Bradley, let's start here. Um, what's the goal of the secular Franciscans? What, 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 what's their purpose? What's their goal? The secular Franciscans um, have several goals. One of them is to bring the gospel of Christ to life where we as secular Franciscans live and where we work. Okay. Um, and we look for practical ways to embrace the gospel in the lives, our lives and those of others and to help others to do likewise. Okay. And also, another thing 
we have as our purpose is to form faith communities, which we call fraternities, to strengthen our Franciscan vocation. And we also strive to provide an opportunity to Catholic men and women to receive formation on Catholic topics and Franciscan spirituality for those that have an interest in the secular Franciscans or are having a sense of discernment of wanting to move forward and become a secular Franciscan. Okay, cool. Now, how did you first get introduced to this? Was it, did, did you hear about it? Did someone approach you about it? How did you first learn about the Fran, uh, secular Franciscans? Well, interestingly enough, I, I first kind of became familiar with it uh, attending uh, a number of years back. There were some Sarah uh, luncheons mm-hmm. that we met every, or suppers we met every um, month, and their, their goal was to promote vocations mm-hmm. in the Diocese of Fargo. And we had sometimes uh, priests that would come and share their vocation stories, seminarians. And um, I remember at one of the meetings one time visiting with an individual um, who uh, we were talking about um, consecrated religious and also just in general the possibility if there's anything for a laity that uh, we could look into and at, at that time, we both had an interest uh, interest in Franciscan spirituality and the Franciscan charisms. And then I believe it was around that time this friend had saw an article in the New Earth, uh, an article which I had not did not see, but it was brought to my attention that there existed a fraternity actually up in Grand Forks, mm. North Dakota, that had been there since the early 1960s and was, interestingly enough, originally founded by five individuals from the Grand Forks Air Force Base, which was new to me. Uh, And so we pursued that. Uh, We made some visits up to Grand Forks to attend the fraternity meeting up there. And then it was, uh, the interest kind of went from there. Uh, This individual had an interest in pursuing uh, the process of discernment mm-hmm. going through the formation process. I did. Mm-hmm. And so we started that out. Uh, we we did some initial uh, promotion around the area in the Fargo area and church bulletins uh, to see if there was other interest. And our formation group started here. And um, so that's how I came to find, find out about it. Um, uh, kind of indirectly, I knew I had the interest, but I wasn't aware right here in our own backyard that we had a fraternity. Isn't that something? So many times yeah, yeah. There, there are people and groups and things like that that we don't even know about, but then we find out about when we investigate. Yeah. And you, you, you had an interesting word there, Bradley. You said formation group. Tell us a little bit about formation. How long is it? What type of formation is it? Okay, now to become uh, a secular Franciscan, uh, there are... There are requirements, and um, these requirements are you must be a practicing Catholic in full communion with the church. You must have sufficient maturity as well as physical, mental, and emotional health to participate fully in the life of a faith community, a desire to deepen your spiritual life and embrace the spirituality of St. Francis of Assisi, 
You must also have the ability to attend monthly Franciscan gatherings or meetings, and you must have the desire to discern discern the will of God in your daily life. So there were things that I had to consider and think about. And then when I made the decision that I wanted to enter into formation, uh, there is an initial time of orientation, of inquiry, and then the actual candidacy. Um, they have, we have a candidacy period, so when you go through the entire process, give or take, there's at least about 27, about 27 uh, months that one would at least initially have to consider, and then some other times additional beyond that in the discernment process. So it is a commitment um, that you, uh, you know, I said I, you have to think about, and I had to think about, do I want to commit to this? Do I want to do it? But once I got in the process, uh, it was, I enjoyed it thoroughly, and I was learning much, and uh, I, I was very increasingly in being confirmed as I discerned that it was what I wanted to do. So as you're talking, Bradley, we're talking with Bradley Steen here about the secular Franciscans and his journey into the secular Franciscans. As you're talking about the formation discernment, I can just see, I'm guessing that one thing it did for you, it really deepened your prayer life saying, Lord, what do you want? Is, is that an accurate statement? That is uh, very true. Any type a person is in discernment, you're constantly asking, God, is this what you want me to do? Is this what you're calling me to? And anyone that's gone through that process, whether it be uh, discerning a call to the priesthood or to the diaconate or to the consecrated religious life, uh, likewise, it is the same with secular Franciscans. Uh, we are called to continually be prayerful, asking God what we're being called to do. And we also are encouraged in the Franciscan uh, spirituality and charisms that we be uh, regularly pray, mm -hmm. regularly pray. And of course, um, I've gotten into the process of doing the Liturgy of the Hours, uh, which I believe also deacons in preparation and discernment do. And, and uh, yes. it's a rich prayer life is very much uh, needed, and I need it, needed it. And so, yes, uh, life of prayer is very important. Interesting. Yeah, obviously, Liturgy of the Hours, the prayer of the church, we, we do as well in, in deacon formation. Um, about how often did you meet for formation? Is it like formal classes, like once a month, or how did that all work? What our meetings have been once a month. We met on Sunday afternoons. Uh, we're currently meeting now on the third Sunday of each month mm -hmm. at uh, 1 p.m. at Holy Cross Catholic Church in West Fargo. But all of our meetings were, we met for fellowship, we met for formation, which is like studies, and where we went through the Franciscan documents and the writings and all that type of thing to learn what it means to be a Franciscan but even more so what it means to be a Christian because everything points towards Christ as what France, the life of a Franciscan. We also have some brief business, and then, of course, a part of every meeting we do evening prayer. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. That's, that sounds great. Do you guys ever eat together? Yes, we usually have um, 
coffee, uh, snacks, that type mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we our time together on those Sunday afternoons is is meant for fellowship, uh, mutual uh, encouragement, discussion, sharing, uh, a, a true type of thing where we we uh, learn to appreciate each other, encourage each other sure. along the way yeah. in the journey. Yeah. Fellowship, faith, and fun, it sounds like. so. <laughs> uh, yes, that, that it. And, of course, food always fits in there, too. <laughs> love it. Love it. That's great. Well, um, how has it affected your life personally, being a third, uh, being, sorry, a third or a secular Franciscan now? Okay. Uh, being a secular Franciscan, uh, I have found that it has uh, enriched my life as a Christian. It has been an encouragement to stay the course, to be a faithful individual in prayer. Um, and we're also encouraged to participate fully in the life of the church, which means, of course, I'm, uh, it's been, uh, has given me a desire to be more regular in attending mass and attending uh, Eucharistic adoration, receiving the other sacraments. Uh, it's been... Um, uh, it's been a really a blessing to have other kindred spirits, so to speak, to encourage me to um, uh, stay the course, you know, hold fast to the faith, and to just have a rich life as uh, a Catholic. And I think that would be what the secular Franciscan goal is, uh, to embrace that. Uh, everything... Francis has written uh, many things, but it all points towards the faith, Christ, living your life, and how you live and interact with those around you. And for me, it's always a big thing that I treat everyone that I come in contact with, with dignity, respect, uh, and kindness, which I think is a very much at the heart of what Christ's message is. You bet. Deepening your faith in Christ, uh, having a community to live it out with, and then yes. sharing it with others. That's wonderful. If someone's interested in mm-hmm. getting involved, how do they do that? Well, I would suggest, uh, to make it very uh, straightforward and easy, if you go to Google and t- type in a search for secularfranciscansusa.org, that'll take you to the national Secular Franciscan Order website. There's wonderful resources. There's information about contacts in the area here. And if you have specific questions about our local, our local group, which is the um, uh, Saint Maximilian Colby Fraternity, is what we are going to be called. That, that sounds great. You know, we're running up against the clock, but thank you so much, okay. Bradley. Appreciate it. Up next, we have a great ministry. You won't want to miss it. You're listening to Real Presence Live. We'll be back after this. 